Welcome to Gamers Cafe, where I'm open for business for everything that's going on in the PC gaming industry. But today, it's going to be a little bit different, so I am going to talk about Nintendo Switch because, well, they, they, did, they did announce it, so it's something to talk about. I usually don't talk about it, but since this is kind of a big deal and I really want to talk about the weird, well, well, the weird ways that... Um, that it kind of looks like uh, with, with the Wii U. So I'm going to talk about that. Anyways, I'm your host, Brad Dicer, if I haven't said that before. So let's get on with it. So Epic and Microsoft are getting sued. That's right. A man who claims to be the real coal train. So apparently there is a real coal train. I wonder if he says the same things that the voice actor actually said. Is suing both of them. He's alleges, now these are all allegations, so they could be true or could not be true. I'm not saying that they are or aren't. He alleges that Gears of War stole his likeness, his mannerisms, even his voice, and that he didn't know about it until January 2015, which I, unless you're not watching sports, video games, because there's a lot of video games that, commercials that go on in sports, I'm highly skeptical. Uh, skeptic about that you didn't know anything nothing about this game you didn't go to target or any place that actually had this game is a little crap i'm gonna say that it's a little it's a little suspect to a point where i'm like i think you're just trying to get money off of this but his real name is or his wrestler name is hard rock hamilton that's right that's his um pro wrestler alter ego uh, so he was a wrestler, apparently he was a football player, who knew, and that, um, now here, here are some <laughs> allegations. Um, so they're both black, which Coltrane is black as well. They both play professional football, however, Gears of War called it Thrash Ball, and Coltrane's number is 83, which Hamilton played for the Philadelphia Eagles in 1983. Oh, okay. Um... I don't understand why that that's not really that big of a coincidence that eh. also um, another thing is that in the filing uh, a splite or spite I sorry if I it's the voice actor for Coltrane is credited into this um, suit as well as uh, saying that he basically came in contact with him or uh, brought this idea to his attention or brought this game to his attention he turned it down because of whatever reasons but he's meant maintained that uh that the the voice quality has been is similar or quite close to his own voice and mannerisms and whatnot and i'm kind of like ooh, you're getting into like conspiracy theory i don't think you can back that up territory so i don't know about this i'm always very susceptible about um lawsuits like these because they happen so far beyond where the game got popular where it's almost like were you waiting for it to get popular and you're like oh i'm going to sue just like Lindsay lohan sued uh, rockstar for um for apparently um using her likeness or that's what she's claiming uh, and I was kind of like, eh, it's, it's a little crap. I, I'm still thinking this is crap, but he's saying that that um, he had a company that does voice analysis in comparison to his voice and calls conducted by the forensic services company he hired in April of 2016 determined to a reasonable degree of scientific certainty, whatever that means, uh, the Coltrane voiceover used in the Gears of War video games and the voice of Hamilton are the same voice. Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. It's, uh, once again, a lot of these are highly are highly skeptical. Enough where I'm going, I think you're just wanting money because you may be running out, don't have enough. I don't know what it is, but usually lawsuits like these, especially since I don't know what, I mean, likenesses and whatnot that could have been used maybe by somebody from Epic because they're the, they're the ones that developed it. But using his own voice, 
you know, kind of like almost like a manipulation of his voice. How does, that one is kind of like almost far reaching where I'm like, dude, back it, back it, back it up. You, you had a somewhat plausible case that you're now making it into a completely unrealistic case where to the point of like, so basically what you're saying is that they copied your voice and used your voice instead of the voice actor, which I don't really understand because they use the voice actor because he's credited in doing the voice, not you, but the voice, the voice, the voice actor. So you're saying the voice actor copied your voice to a scientifically verifiable degree. Once again, the doubts are coming into my mind so often that I'm going, are you serious right now? Like, what are you really trying to get off of this? Are you trying to get a lot of money? Because that looks like you're doing. Because what he wants out of this is a portion uh, percentage of the profits. Now, it could be, it's not really saying specifically, but it could be a portion of it earned. Plus punitive damages, legal fees, and whatever. And whatever else you could probably get out of the courts because, well, let's be honest, that's usually what he's going after, especially when I see punitive damages because it's making him sound like that the company was malicious in taking his name and likeness, which, um, once again, how this is uh, suspect, and you should always be with these because why, why not? Like, seriously, why not? Why not be suspicious of this? I'm very suspicious of this. Oh, man. So suspicious of this. Don't even understand why that happened. But, yeah. It happened. Oh, well, I'll keep you updated if there's actually anything uh, anything that actually uh, that happens with this. Now, is it going to go to court? Eh, it, might, it might go preliminary trials. The, the, co the coach, the, <laughs> the judge might... Um, might toss it out, and I hope it tosses it out, tosses it out. Be like, yeah, this is completely ridiculous. Why, why did you take so long? This game was out in like 2002, the first one, I think, maybe 2004. I don't know. It's been a while since the first game of wars, uh, game of <laughs> Gears of Wars, Game of Wars. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I basically put Game of Thrones, and Gears of War together, Game of Wars, uh, Gears of War. Is not that new, so like I said, it's kind of like it's like I said, I I just don't believe the guy. That's just my thing. I mean, could it happen? Maybe, but I'd see a little more evidence than I went to this forensic place that, to a scientific degree, whatever that means, verified that it was close to my own voice. All right. Could be a parody. I, I would argue parody. Parodies are protected under the First Amendment. Anyways, moving on to Mountain Mount and Blade 2 Bannerlord. That's right. There's an update from the creator that said, hey, we're working on it. We're doing all these things. Now, the interesting thing is he said, we're not really going to be saying a lot of stuff that's, that has been already said because what we want to do is not overhype our game. I, I, I give credit for that. I mean, don't overhype your own game because the, it... Can, it can be pretty bad, No Man's Skies, um, but or a lot of Ubisoft games that have really high graphic fidelity, and then all of a sudden when it comes to launch, most of that's gone. And you're wondering what happened. But anyways, um, there is no clear sign of release date. They're still working on it. They're still fixing a lot of the combat, a lot of the horse riding. They're also trying to implement, like, um, how your character dies in the game, like growing old and whatnot, probably going to be fixing or refining the Siege gameplay as well, because this game is really big. Even the first Mountain Blade was actually, it was really good, by the way, so if you haven't gotten it yet, I would recommend it. But it was so, it's so big that it probably does take a while for it. Now, this was announced in 2012, mind you. It's now 2017. That's five years. Yeah, um, it's still got a ways to go, so um, I'm I'm wondering if it's going to come out this year, maybe next year. I'm thinking more next year, especially since it's now been five years in the making. Uh, that we'll probably see the sixth year, maybe maybe in the six-year development cycle, it'll finally come out. I'm hoping it comes out sooner rather than later because I really liked the first one. I thought the first one was actually really cool in the way of you commanding forces, taking castles, doing what you want, 
The horse riding was also interesting, even though I sucked in the beginning, I actually got relatively better as time progressed because I figured it out something most of the time. Sometimes I was like, ah, I thought I hit him. I swear I hit him. It's a lot harder than, let's say, Battlefield 1 horses. Those things, by the way, can be overpowered. And I did get, and I was on a little motorcycle and it killed me. It exploded my motorcycle too. Amazing. Uh, but yeah, I'm actually really excited for this. I like Mountain Blade. I think it's a really great game. So kudos for them for actually not trying to overhype the game so much that people have a high expectation and also keep on working on it and at least communicate what they're actually doing. So kudos to them for that. Would I rather it come out sooner? Of course, but I'd rather they actually work on it and make it actually really good. So I'm always in this like, I want it now, but I don't want it at the same time, but I want it now, now. But anyways, moving on to Scalebound. Yes, it is finally canceled. So there was rumors that it was actually being canceled and then officially uh, Platinum Games said, yeah, it's canceled. So it is no more. I was never really into this game. I kind of saw it on E3 and I was like, oh, okay, that looks like one of the old Sega games. It was a Panzer Dragon or something like that. And I had no interest in playing this game whatsoever. I looked at it and went, meh. Mm. I wouldn't even review it because I didn't care, but it was going to be the... Uh, play anywhere um, part of Microsoft strategy where you could play on Xbox One or Windows 10 and eventually it was gone and now Platinum Games is like hey we will now from now on make sure we uh, do our best to make the best games we can it's basically a blah 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 we're sorry but this is the best this is the best we can give you we're gonna try our best to um, to do better that that's that's probably the that's that's the only thing that, that they can actually give is that they can't give anything else because, well, they have nothing else to give because they can't actually make it. Now, before I go on, this is actually a natural part of a lot of game development. Um, they happened to Prey 2, which became Prey again. So in that type of thing, um, Human Head was the original developer for it. They made the first Prey. They were making the second Prey, which I was actually really interested in playing their version of Prey. Not saying that this the new version of Prey isn't great, but their, theirs was interesting as being a bounty hunter in um, Alien Worlds and being like one of the few humans around and catching bad guys. It looked really interesting, really fun, but it never saw the light of day. And now we have this Prey, which, also, which is also another interesting game because it has a lot of... Um, Influences from, let's say, uh, System Shock or Bioshock or one of those as well. So, we'll see. We'll see. Now, moving on to Star Citizen. So, Star Citizen looks like it's going to um, permaban cheaters with no refund. But there's a caveat. There needs to be video evidence. So, uh, Star Citizen has a Star Marine first-person shooter module part of it. Now, people are still wondering if it will actually ever get made. Um, and, well, to be honest, that's actually a pretty good question. Uh, just because it's taken so much money and it's such a big project that people are, are just wondering if it's ever going to actually see the light of day as a finished pro project. My guess is, I hope it does. I'm hoping it will actually see the light of day. Could it fail? Of course, a lot of Kickstarters actually failed spectacularly <laughs> to a, to a degree where most people are skeptical about even um, crowdfunding a lot of them, which I completely understand that part too. Moving on, um, uh, Star uh, Star Citizen as the as a module, the Star Marine now uh, ha may have some cheaters in it. Now it's a first-person shooter module, meaning that there always is a lot of cheaters in first-person shooters. You see it in Battlefield 1, you've seen it in Overwatch, you've seen it in Rainbow Six, you've seen it in Division, which is more third-person. But Division was notorious for a lot of them as well. Um, Call of Duty, any one of these, you'll see cheaters. It's just a fact of life. Now, Blizzard, when uh, Overwatch came out, came with a strong stance of saying, if we find you cheating, you will be permanently banned no uh, no rebuttal, no questions asked, you're banned. This is your final, this is your only and final warning, and they kept to their word. Now, a lot of other companies, developers and companies have come out saying the same thing because I think they're figuring out that 
having a stronger stance on cheaters is better than kind of going, okay, we'll just give you a few days. Okay, we'll give you a month. Okay, we'll finally just ban you because they'll probably just get a little bit smarter about it. But anyways, um, now I I agree with Cloud Emporium Games who may, who's making starters in the game as a whole stance on you need video evidence because people... People in a lot of games are just like, oh, you're cheating. I know you're cheating because you're beating me. And I kind of have that way sometimes when I see people really good. A lot of times people are just better than you. Like, there's a lot of people better than me. It does happen where you're not the best. I know you feel like you want to be the best or you are the best in your own little world. But in reality, you're not the best. And always accusing people of cheating is not the best way of going about it. Get better. Practice more. I don't like... I don't like people who say get good on message boards. I think that's a dumb thing. It's get good. What do you mean by that? What, how do I get good? You're not giving me any type of constructive feedback. You're just saying get good because you think you're good too. And caveat on that one, most of the time when, when people say get good is the worst ones in the team, most of the time. Sometimes it's just douchebags, but I mean, that's that's just a part of life. You got to deal with you gotta deal with great people and you got to deal with douchebags. I mean... It's it's a part of gaming. And it's a part of life, but I do like the, I do like the way they're going to go with their stance about permaban and no refund. Saying, "Hey, look, you cheated. You knew the rules. You're done." But I need video evidence, which is uh, perfectly understandable. However, as always, you might have to do a little bit forensic because I mean, video can be altered unless it's live. I haven't found a way of actually altering live video yet, um, but there probably is a way. But yes. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with that. Anyways, moving on to oh lawsuits. Another lawsuit. Oh yes, ZeniMax and Oculus Rift. That's right. So the trail, the trial is now commencing, and it's well, it's it's kind of it's kind of like a like a like a cat like a cat fight almost. Like he said, she said type of thing where. ZeniMax Media is saying, hey, Oculus had this crappy, um, basically that's what we're saying, this crappy uh, VR rig, and uh, Palmer Lucky basically stole our ideas and stole uh, John Carmack, or John Carmack stole our tech, and now we want it back. And we told Facebook that they did this, and they still went along with the deal, and Facebook's like, no, 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 you said this after we already did this deal, so stop thinking that you are this righteous uh, company because you're not. And it's just, it's just a little ridiculous right now where it's coming, it's gonna, it's basically like, for me, it's like, I don't know who's telling the truth. To be honest with you, I don't, I think VR is cool in a way, but it's also old tech, so whatever, I guess. Modern tech probably has helped it out quite a bit. I mean, I played it in the 90s and it was all right. Um, but I, when it's like this type of he said, she said thing, it's kind of almost like, dude, seriously, y'all need to like make up, like go on a couple's retreat and like make up that way because you're ridiculous right now. I mean, someone calling somebody else uh, story about how it came about false and saying it really wasn't that and they're charlatans or whatever and then uh, it's just one of those things where it's like I, I don't know who's telling the truth and who's not because it's just a he said she said thing and Zenimax you haven't always been the most altruistic in your company so you aren't altruistic at all whatever whatever best of luck for whatever actually happens I don't care just want this done all right so th this this one's a little weird so apparently people are asking who you can bang on mass effect and drama now call me crazy but i don't care like it's such a it's such a minute like part of the game that i don't understand why it's the why people have to know who you can actually make love to bang whatever you want to call it but apparently people do care about this i actually care about the story whoa i actually care about the characters the character development how the character is going to develop how the mechanics are going to play i mean the bang part that part is so low in the totem pole i think it's like next to where am i, am I going to drink 
coffee or not when I'm playing this game? Do, do I have to, when do I take potty breaks? I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's like, it doesn't come to my mind because what I care about for RPGs, because Mass Effect is pretty much an RPG most of the time. It's a third person action RPG. I guess you, you could say that a little bit more. Is more about like the combat system, how the levels are laid out, how the AI is difficult or not, all this other stuff. The whole banging part and that type of thing is kind of, like I said, really low on my totem pole. Like I care about how the characters are written. I care about who you're supporting or the NPCs are going to be and how their characters are written as well. That's what I care about the most. But apparently people care about sex and all that other fun stuff. Um, maybe I'm just a little weird because that's like the last part I think about when I play these games. I mean, you can do that. And it's kind of fun to see the different interactions when you're playing the game. But like I said before, it's not my most important like, on the totem pole, it's not. And, and I'll keep on reiterating this. It's not the most, most important thing. Maybe because I am a writer and I like to write and I like to, like, create characters that the whole, like, making love, having sex, whatever, is not on my top of list when I'm creating stuff. It's like the low... I'll say it again. It's the lowest part. Why do some people care about this so much? I don't know. They're probably just horny all the time. And it was. It looks like it was by a girl who asked. So, if you were the one going, it probably was a guy. Nope. Uh-huh, you're wrong again. Anyways, Mass Effect also had an update on a video that kind of lets you have um, kind of a little briefing on the Tempest, which is their new ship, basically your home or your hub for Mass Effect, where you're exploring new places and new worlds and new civilizations. Um, and it basically looks like a very Normandy type ship, except there's no weapons. So it's, it, it has advanced, advanced stealthing technology to outmaneuver and not fight because it doesn't, looks like it doesn't have any weapons. So you can't like do much. It also has research fa- facilities, tech and bio labs and more and crew cabins. Of course, it also shows off the new, um, Mako, uh, rugged, uh, vehicle, which is, is it four or six wheels, also has a tur- like a turbo boost, also will allow you to uh, find resources, scan the planet, and mine the resources if you need to as well. So there's that. Um, now, I'm wondering if the Mako is going to be like the Tonka trunk uh, truck from the first Mass Effect, because that thing on the first Mass Effect, like I would just, just, you know, do the boost rockets and then like try to go over like like mountains that you shouldn't be able to go over, get hit like 500 times while I'm like rolling down it. It was kind of hilarious where I'm like, there's no way this should survive in any um, imagination whatsoever. This thing is built out of rubber. rubber. And apparently every time you hit, like <laughs> I just remember just all planets when I had to go someplace and just going over the mountains and going, hey, whoa, hurt it. And it rarely did. I think a few times it actually did, but most of the time I could take the biggest fall and it would not even hurt the thing. And I was like, man, why can we make like cars like this? Oh wait, that's right, because it's reality, not not fantasy or sci-fi. I love sci-fi by the way. But if we could oh if we could make our cars and trucks like the Mako from the first Mass Effect. We we would get into accidents and nothing would happen. We'd be like, oh, you hit me. Okay, whatever. There's no scratches. We're good. We're good. We're good. Okay. That would be awesome. But it will never happen. All right, moving on to Resident Evil 7. Yes, there's a new trailer that says, welcome to the old mansion. Enjoy your stay. I really don't know if I would enjoy my stay at at the mansion, but... I want to talk about this because I actually played the demo. If you haven't played the demo, just head over to Steam and play it. Um, It comes out next week, actually. Uh, So Resident Evil comes out the 20... uh, A couple weeks, sorry. It comes out in two weeks. Um, So it comes out the 24th. Really excited for it. Now, I don't normally play a lot of horror games because I get scared a lot. It's like uh, horror movies. I don't like horror movies. And I really play horror games. I mean, the last one I really played was um, uh, Alien Isolation. 
which was freaky in itself as well. So this one I'm making um, a few ex uh, exceptions again because I played the first one and it was actually really fun and really cool and it actually brought back uh, Resident Evil to what it was, not Resident Evil 6, which was complete and utter crap. Um, I didn't play because I looked at them like, dude, this isn't Resident Evil. This is just, ooh, action with zombies. And I didn't want that. That's not what Resident Evil was to me. I played the first one, the second one. I think I played the third one. I don't know. I played several of them. I don't remember which ones I played. The fourth one was great as well. It still had that scary vibe to it. And then the fifth one, they changed it. And then the sixth one, they just went completely weird to a point where I was like, um, they kind of lost what they were. Good job, Capcom. Good job. But yeah. Um, yeah, so it kind of welcomes you, you to it. Like I said before, I am super excited for this. I hope it's going to be really good, but I'll be reviewing this one when it comes out later this month. Should be fun. All right, moving on to Halo Wars 2, or 2, if you really want to do it that way as well. Um, so it looks like there's going to be the beta but it's gonna be a specific uh game mode called blitz and blitz is kind of a uh hearthstone meets a real-time strategy which i'm not really like in favor of I, I don't i mean i don't mind the card games i just don't play them i just have no reason to play them gwent was fun but it wasn't like ooh, i gotta play gwent i gotta catch them all type of a thing um so that's my preference i'm not saying that it's they're terrible games it's just i have no interest in playing them a couple times and I just kind of lose interest but it is the beta is going to be uh, launching on January 20th which is in a couple weeks and it will be the beta for it now Microsoft said that uh, once the PC beta hits is that the game will be eventually coming out so we could see it in February or March probably not really sure because well they haven't really been specific about the actual date like I said before the Blitz uh, game mode is like R uh, RTS meets uh, card game where you have a select deck and then you throw it on your deck to get units and that's how you play the game so if you like that kind of thing um, well you'll you'll love it you'll love it so much um, if you don't really like card game based card based games I don't know why I couldn't say that effectively uh, you probably wouldn't like this game mode. Now, it looks like it's the only game mode for the beta. So if you don't really want to play that, I say just don't download the beta at all. There's no point. No point. But yes, January 20th, beta coming out. All right, there's Dishonored 2 update. Woo! And it also add, it adds custom difficulty and map select options. So there will be a new slider for map select. For difficult, sorry, for difficulties, so you can select the duration of the sleep darts, uh, how much far you can lean out, um, to a lot of different ways of actually making it easier or harder to actually play the game. There also will be uh, map research selects, so you can try to get the ghost or clean hand runs if you really want to do that. Now, the reason why it didn't actually this this feature wasn't out of launch. I don't know. There also is a new mode. It's uh, Iron Man mode, I think it's called. Yes, Iron Man mode. So this mode, well, it's it's an interesting one. So it's basically like um, survival mode or like a really, really hard mode where you only have one life. That's right. One life for a new game and it's permadeath. So once you die, you're done. They disable manual saves and load and loadings. So you cannot reload it whatsoever so the life you have is the life you have and you have to deal with your consequences which would be interesting if you're looking for a new challenge I'm um, pretty sure a lot of gamers will flock to that but um, yeah there will also be different types of bug fixes and gameplay improvements as always uh, but th these look very interesting and do like the whole uh, slider for difficulty so if you kind of want to have your sleep dart like only have an effect for a couple seconds or maybe of for like several minutes you can do that as well why not do what you want with it it's a great game it's not it wasn't my top list for 2016 but it was for other ones i thought it was a great game i didn't think it was that great but that's just my thing all right did you update your windows 10 well 
probably shouldn't have. So apparently, um, the newest Windows update affects multiple monitor users. There's experience. There's issues with it. I have not. Um, I I actually haven't dealt with these issues. So I don't know where it's coming from or if it's specific cards or specific setups or specific monitors, but it could be. But the funny part is that Microsoft knew about this and still pushed out the update, which confuses the heck out of me because why would you push out an update that you knew specifically harmed or issues with the multiple monitor people? Because most people that actually do have multiple monitors now, it's not really a single monitor anymore. I do now. but yeah, if you're having a problem, uh, Microsoft does have some fixes for it, but no update on the new um, update or bug fix for the fix that they caused with the newest update. Yeah, weird. Um, but yeah, there's there's been issues with it, so um, don't game with multiple monitors and just leave one off. That's my best advice for that, and I'm sticking to it. Right, moving on to Half-Life 3. Yes, it has not been announced. I know, you're, you were hoping I would say it was been announced. No, there's been a new report, and this is unverified, but I think it's a little interesting to hear the inside of what Valve goes, what goes on at Valve. So Valve's an interesting company because it doesn't really work like a normal company. However, people have been clamoring for a new Half-Life. They want a new Half-Life. Half-Life, Half-Life, Half-Life. But Valve doesn't want to talk about it. Valve does not want to go near it for some odd reason. They also don't want to give it to third parties because they're afraid of uh, them launching it and being a lesser game, which is completely understandable. But the problem is, is that it seems like they're so worried about failing that they've already failed by not actually trying to do a new one. Now, I don't understand why do they want to do a new one because it's the most beloved game and they've done such a great job with it from the first two that I don't see how they could go wrong with it however I don't think it's ever going to be made uh, anytime this century <laughs> we could see it in 3032 I'll already be dead which will be unfortunate but at least there will be one um, but yeah uh, unfortunately there is no plans to do this as of now now could that change of course of course it could change, uh, but right now, nope, can't can't play it. There's no development. There's nothing, and every time it seems like one gets started up, it just doesn't. It gains some traction and just loses steam, and just nothing happens. So we probably won't see it for a while because we're busy with Dota 2 and mostly Dota 2. I've not heard anything about a new Left 4 Dead. I've heard nothing about a new Team Fortress which would be an interesting one if they could actually do a revised or updated version of Team Fortress. I'm not saying that the Team Fortress 2 is bad, but just a new a new version of it. I mean, it's not new anymore. I think it was out in 2006, 2014. It's over eight years old. Yeah. No? No, 2017. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite a bit old now. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Um... Overwatch. Okay, so the Overwatch public test realm has updated for changes on Roadhog's hook. That's right. When I talked about this last week, I talked about how Blizzard wanted to change the way the hook um, got uh, enemy characters. The problem is, and I've actually experienced this replaying it again, is that the hook will sometimes hook you when you're behind a wall. Like you're running to the wall and it will hook you, and then you'll go through a wall. So Roadhog's hook has always been kind of broken. Um, and they haven't really focused on fixing it because they wanted to fix on other things like um, McCree being a little too overpowered, uh, Widowmaker as well, and readjusting her too. Um, also some other ones. Uh, and so there, there have always been little problems here and there. And then uh, Symmetra as well need, need a complete redo. Um, she might need little tweaks as well. Um, but they're finally getting to Roadhog as well. So um, the original one has been updated, so it's going to add a little bit more uh, line of sight checks beyond exactly where you actually are. It's now going to actually persistently check line of sight too, so people can't just 
you know, run to a pole and they'd be like, oh, well, there's something there. Can't get him. Um, so there's going to be that as well. Um, it's also going to slow down people when they get hooked so they can't run as quickly or strafe as quickly to a wall or a door to actually miss it. Um, there's also uh, fixed a bug that could allow your hook to hook someone and pull them behind you if you spun around <laughs> behind the hook landed, which is kind of funny too. Uh, so yeah, there, there's that those changes for uh, Rota. Roadhog's hook. Now, once again, these are only for the public test realm. So if you're not doing the, the PTR, you're not going to see these until they actually get fully launched into the open um, into the open game. They do this because they want to test it out first, make sure it actually works before they go, oh, here, everybody. They don't want to do a fiasco of the division where they just kind of always updated it and broke more things and when they updated and they fixed those updates that they actually broke and it went on and on and on. Division actually <laughs> learned from that one too. Um, but yeah, it should be interesting. It should be also be a good thing. I know I play Roadhog every once in a while. He's a cool character and all, but yeah, there are some issues with his hook. His hook needed to be a little bit readjusted because it was a little cheap at times. I remember, I remember playing against it and actually being, like I said before, being actually running to a wall and being behind it and still being pulled through the wall and I was like yeah I'm really hoping for that also with the upcoming change of diva because she does kind of she does need a little bit more of a decrease in her health which Blizzard has uh, admitted and well not admitted but just said yes we're going to be readjusting that as well it's going to be a welcome addition too um, just because I've seen a lot of diva players and I mean she's fun to play um, but she does need a little bit of a reduction in her health um, to kind of make it a little bit more a little bit more easier to handle because she can she can be the carry in a lot of games and I've seen it I've seen it happen I've seen it just completely carry the match because it's easier to get away. Moving on to Verdun, yes, if you don't know, Verdun was kind of one of the first um, good World War One games, first person shooter games to come out, and then Battlefield One came out to popularize the World War One type of video games, but they're still going, they're still moving along, and they've. Uh, come out with a new um, free update for the Scotsman. Yes, the Scots are coming, and they're going to be wearing their kilts. That's right. You can now play the Scots, and the Scots were uh, uh, a hardened battle force, I guess you could say. So, um, so yeah, if you are actually playing this game or know about this game, get excited because it's a free update. So you get the Scots for free. That usually rarely happens, if at all, in most games. Um, but if you haven't, it, you can pick it up on Steam for $25 if you want to. Uh, there's every once in a while they'll actually have uh, sales for it. But if you're looking for a more comprehensive, probably more realistic or two shooter, Verdun is the one for you. Uh, Battlefield 1, as fun as, as it is, isn't as realistic, I don't think. I'm not saying that it's completely off the wall, not realistic. I mean, there are some realism to it, and they actually did... Take into account some of the guns, but I don't think it's as realistic as Verdun is. So you're looking for a little bit more realism. Verdun is the one for you and not Battlefield 1, even though Battlefield 1 is really fun. Like I said before, except for the horses. Oh, actually, the horses are really fun. It's just the horses, horses themselves seem like they're made out of steel. Anyways, moving on to Rainbow Six Siege updates. Yes, there's a few updates that are coming on. So first, they fixed... Uh, where barricade pieces remain stuck in one place from any particular angle. I've seen that when I first played it um, when it was new. I would hit it and be like, ah, it's stuck. I still can't see. That's not good. But at least they're actually fixing that. They also fixed some rare instances as a drone is able to use a dead attacker's shield <laughs> to move to move the diffuser. <laughs> it's actually pretty funny. Uh, fixed when deploying a, a reinforced wall, it's possible to pass through the reinforcement. Oh, that's good. Uh, fixed muzzle break also hides a flash for your sidearms. Fixed when a shield user goes prone while attempting to use observation tool. Drown the shield also is equipped while prone. Awesome. And fixed in some cases, clipping would cause an operator's shield to disappear. This would allow the operator to be shot through their shield. Not good. There's some fixes for IQ. Um, he been not, he been not, I probably totally uh, not saying that name right. Echo, Fuse, Valkyrie, Frost, Blackbeard, Twitch, uh, 
Tanaka, Jagger, Capcom, uh, some game modes as well fixes uh, tactical realism. So they fix op operators with uh, launcher uh, gadgets. And Ash do not have feedback when we're loading. Uh, fix level design on the Barlet University. Fix missing camera in Vista hallway. Fix uh, Tanaka ha has invisible bullet collision at the entrance of the floor one lobby. Um, and several other as well. So looks like uh, looks like it's going along really well. Now Rainbow Six Siege is on its second uh, season pass, and it's actually a really fun game. I highly recommend it as always. It's a fun game if you're looking for a different type of shooter that well you'll get shot you'll you'll die pretty quickly if you do if you run around like Battlefield One or Call of Duty you'll you'll die really quick unless you're really good. Um, Unless you're really good at just running and gunning, uh, it's usually recommended to kind of go slow and uh, basically clear the rooms and work with your team, communicate with your team, etc. So if you're looking for that and you have a group of three friends or four friends, uh, this is one for you. Now, Titanfall 2 is getting a new mode and is kind of updating its user interface. So the user interface, first of all, um, really wasn't working very well for Respawn. They said that it just kind of wasn't working for the PC and they wanted to actually fix the problem, which I'm uh, fully in favor for. Uh, it, it wasn't the best. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't the best. So I'm, I'm glad they're actually going to fix it. Um, now, the new mode, Live Fire, is going to be an interesting mode where it's basically a uh, no respawn uh, mode where you once you die, you're dead for that round and you'll come back the next round. Um, so it's a very quick round where it pits six pilots with no titans. So you will get no titans this time. It'll just be all basically deathmatch, traditional deathmatch, or almost Call of Duty Black Ops 3 deathmatch um, in Titan mode. They're also going to be um, redoing the launch phases. So in Titanfall 2, you, you have like where you open the door and then your pilot jumps out of the plane. They'll actually be redoing that for live fires as well and they also will have uh, a new map specifically for it too they're also going to get a new map called uh the coliseum map called columns and a new pilot uh, execution move and a new commander intros that's the one i was talking about for each faction as well um so you have that um, and there's going to be a playlist interface also be uh begin facelift um so be on the lookout for that. Now, I like Titanfall 2. I actually think it's a pretty good game in general. Um, other people have liked it a lot. I think it's actually pretty good. I don't think it's as good as the first one. I thought they actually did enhance some of the parts of the first one, but I also think they kind of detract from what the first one had as well. But that's my own personal thing. But I don't think it's a terrible game. I actually think it's a pretty good game. There's that. All right, Hearthstone. Uh, well... It looks like it's going to uh, be if people stop playing. So basically, they uh, Hearthstone is a card game based game, kind of like Magic or one of those cards, but more digitally. Um, and then in each pack, you have to pay for it to get new packs. And um, each pack brings in its interesting new ways to play and equally more frustrating ways of losing. Um, and now it looks like the pirates are being played quite a bit and Blizzard's like, hey, if you don't guys don't stop playing this a lot, we're gonna we're gonna gradually nerf this where you're not where you're gonna not gonna play it as much. So this is a warning for all of you. Stop playing the pirates or they're gonna get nerfed. Play something else. Don't do it. Don't do it, because that you're gonna ruin it for everybody. So don't ruin it for everybody. Just don't stop playing it stop playing it whatsoever but yeah that's what they're saying is that there's been an awful lot of players using the pirate deck instead of the other ones and so if this continues to happen they're going to find ways to curb this because uh, they want people to use the other card decks as well apparently so i guess that's a subtle way of doing it all right so it looks like uh dragon age 2 was had a DLC called Exalted March expansion that was canceled because of the Frostbite engine. That's right. So the director, Mike Laidlaw, uh, kind of said this on Twitter saying, hey, look, I uh, want to set the record straight. 
the reason why Exalted March expansion didn't happen was not because of um, Dragon Age 2 uh, reaction or the reaction to Dragon Age 2, which was very um, divisive. Some people liked it. Some people didn't like it. I was in the middle of saying, yes, um, the dungeons were very repetitive. Story was interesting, though. Um, I kind of liked seeing your character grow throughout the ages as well. That was interesting. But um, it wasn't because of that. It was because of Frostbite Engine. Now, I would have hoped to actually play Exalted March, but it's never going to happen. What we got was Dragon Age Inquisition, which was not a bad game. Uh, it did They did fix a lot of the problems that they had with um, Dragon Age 2, um, but it, there were some repetitiveness to the game as well. Um, so there's that, but that's what it is. It was not canceled because of the reaction to Dragon Age 2. It was because of the Frostbite engine. Because that was the first time they actually used the Frostbite engine. It was probably really difficult to actually figure out. And they needed all their, their resources to be uh, pooled into figuring out and, and learning the Frostbite engine and using it effectively. So that's why they did it. So if you're wondering, that's why. And if you didn't know there was a expansion, well, now you know. Anyways, moving on. So I don't normally talk about consoles. And there's there's a specific reason why. The specific reason is that um, I, one person, I don't have all the time in the world to actually, you know, talk about every single thing that goes on in the gaming industry because there's a lot. But I did think it was a good thing to, to actually take some time to talk about Nintendo Switch. So the Nintendo Switch was announced yesterday. Um, and... I am not that excited about it, to be honest with you. I I am hesitant about it because there was the Wii, and the Wii was a huge success. There was the Wii U, not a big success. In any stretch of the imagination, no one was buying it, no developer was making games for it. It was just not a it was just not a good platform for Nintendo anymore. Even though they had it, and so they're now doing a refresh called a Nintendo Switch. The problem is I have with the Nintendo Switch. It is way too similar to the Wii U to me. It looks like the Wii U 2.0. It's a refresh of the Wii U to a point where I'm like, you just changed the name. It still has the basic, same basic setup of a controller tablet that you can play on your big screen or on your tablet-like um, device. And there's not much difference except for like upgrade graphics to actually make it on par with the Xbox One and the PlayStation 4 finally because um, the Wii U was not. The Wii U was more on par with the Xbox 360 and the PlayStation 3. Um, this one's actually going to be up to the current uh, the current uh, consoles. Now I do hope Nintendo is a success because it actually doesn't need, need to succeed in this uh in the home console market it didn't this past couple years with the wii u it actually utterly failed and i'm hoping this one will, will actually do better now it's gonna have a new mario game it's gonna have a new zelda game which is all great um but those are their two, those are their titles what i'm actually looking for more specifically is Will they have more third-party developers make games for this one, or will they will they avoid it like the plague? Because they did it with they started they did a little bit of games in the beginning of the Wii U uh, cycle, and then basically avoided it after that. They did not try to develop any more games because they were not selling any of their games on the Wii U. And it was a very business decision of hey, look, we're not making any money from this. We're we're spending resources on this. Well, failed consoles, so let's not do this at all. Now, Nintendo still has success with its own games, but that's always Nintendo. They've always had a lot of success with their games, but they cannot ride on their own games anymore. I mean, they've done it for a while, but they need they need the help of the of the third-party developers to actually make this this console succeed. Without them, they're not going. It's not going to be as good. Now, Microsoft and Sony have kind of moved away from them a little bit more and are starting to make more of their own games, almost like Nintendo, but there needs to be a balance. And I don't think Nintendo has found that balance. They have a lot of their own properties like Mario, um, Zelda, Kirby, uh, uh, Luigi, Wario, Mario Kart. Um, a lot of those, those are great, Super Smash Brothers. Um, and those are really great games, really beloved games, but those are maybe like five or six games. 
and you need way more to actually make it worth it. Now I'm hoping that they open up kind of like a way for indie developers to actually make games for it as well. That will actually help uh, build um, their um, gaming base as well because if you have like exclusive th uh, indie developer titles that are actually really good, that could help people want to convert into actually buying it. But like I said before, I'm skeptical about this because I see this as the Wii U 2.0. I don't see this as a new console. I just see this as a new revised version of the Wii U. And if it goes the way of the Wii U, this this could be a this could be a failure. So I'll keep I'll keep a, a skeptical but optimistic view on it. That's all I'm gonna say about it. And moving on to gaming deals for the week. So GOG has a couple uh, series on sale. So they have Worms, Escapist, Guilty Gear incoming, and Tex Murphy and more up to ninety percent off. So you can get a, you can get a lot of these for less than a buck. So what's it's nothing to lose on that one. Also on Green Man Gaming, there's there's an exclusive deal for uh, Resident Evil Seven. So if you buy it, if you pre-purchase it, um, you can get ten free games with it, and it's twenty percent off as well. So that's actually a really good deal. So instead of sixty bucks, it's forty-seven dollars and ten free games. I mean, they're not really big games, but hey, I mean, it's not a bad deal. Regardless. Also, Battlefield 4 is on sale at Green Man Gaming um, for $10. It's about half off, and people are still playing that one. It's got a lot of great maps on there as well, so I highly recommend it if you still miss the modern-style uh, shooter. That's the one for you if you don't like Call of Duty. And then another one called Exoplanet First Contact is on sale for $15. And then for Steam... You have Novice Incepto, which is on sale on Steam as well. Um, you have Watch Dogs 2 um, you, on sale. So Novice Incepto is half off. Watch Dogs 2 is 33% off. And you have the Tropico Franchise Weekend deal. So you can get Tropical Bundle for $35. That's 75% off. Or Tropical 5 for $6.24. Or the fourth one for under four bucks, third one under three bucks, and more. So much more. All right, that's the end of Gamers Cafe. Thank you for tuning in. And as always, be sure to, sub to subscribe on Digital Coffee on uh, iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and more. Also, be sure to follow Digital Coffee on Twitter, Facebook, Google Plus, Instagram, YouTube, Player.me, Anchor Radio, and so much more. And uh, if you like this podcast, please consider supporting me on Patreon and Podbean. And one more thing, be sure to uh, go to the Digital Coffee Podcast Store and pick up a t-shirt or coffee mug. There's a lot of great stuff there, depending on what you like. And join me on Monday morning, when I, on morning marketing, where I go through all the things that are going on in the past week from marketing. All right, guys, have a good weekend, and see you on Monday morning later.